0: Hi, I'm Sierra. And I'm Stefan. We're here to chit
1: chat about the mystical, the magical, and everything in between.
0: This is Mystic Gossip.
1: And we're here to spill the positivity. Starting strong, starting strong. All right, spill it. <laughs> What's the tea? <laughs> What's the positivity, Stefan?
0: Oh my God, where cup is running over today. Cup is full. Um, there's so much to talk about. We have had a week.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like the whole planning of these episodes, having them come out on the new moon and the full moon, I feel like it's just like our little witchiness and a little bit of like a fuck you to the algorithm, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking to <for> the algorithm.
1: <laughs> we I mean, are smarter than you. <laughs> we are more, uh, I don't know, in tune. We're more attuned to the moon than you algorithm. But yeah, so we are recording this right as like coming off the tail end of the new moon in Pisces. And this is coming out yes. to, to the world in the full moon in Virgo, which is actually kind of cool because this episode we wanted to dive into um my probably biggest passion, which is astrology, but also to kind of talk about, you know, gossip about what's been going on with us magically before we dive into that. So what's what's been going on with you magically? Mystically.
0: What's been going on with ways. me magically <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think for me, I mean, what a week. I honestly think that this week I've been focusing, I mean, Pisces, I'm an Aquarius. Leaving Aquarius season is always difficult. I always <laughs> feel like I'm saying goodbye to long lost family, you know?
1: Oh, where you're yeah. like in
0: the Aquarius season and you're like, you know, this is the dawning of and all the rest of it. And then suddenly you're like, oh, the heavy hammer of Pisces has knocked me <laughs> off out of the air and into the ocean, you know, and I'm sick and quick. Um and so I all that to say, I think I'm just more emotional and it's been a really good week, but I am always afraid of the Pisces energy. Now I'm also attracting, I've been attracting Pisces like crazy recently and um had a really great tarot clients. One of them was a wonderful Pisces, but man, was that an ocean dive, Yeah, ocean yeah. dive. Like I had to do, I had to make sure I wasn't getting the bends, you know, like we had to come up slowly, you know, <laughs> and I'm becoming equipped to handle water. But I, but I do think that I have not gone so gracefully into this new moon. I'm setting murky intentions, but today I have to say that magically while meditating, I had this moment. I was like, fuck the meditation. I'm not quieting my mind right now. I'm going to spend this moment being grateful and saying out loud how grateful I am to work with Sierra, how grateful I am that all these beautiful things are flowing. I'm just to spend a moment to love. And I needed that because I think Mm -hmm. Pisces is great at that and to dream and all of that, but I was being too hard on myself. So that was a lot. I mean, none of of that was crazy magical, but I mean, yeah, this is what's happening with the new moon for me.
1: I feel like not like you can say it's not crazy magical, but it's purposeful connection to what's going on in the stars, which, you know, I think of that is like a huge part of my magical practice is always keeping Uh, you know, keeping up with what's going on astrologically and how it's affecting me. That's just something that I'm not saying everybody has to be connected in that way, but I find that to be super powerful and super magical. So I can see how that's, that's connected. And that's so interesting that you said that, yeah, because you're an Aquarius. And then when you get into Pisces season, it's like a slap in the face because you don't have any Pisces placements, even though you do have your midheaven in Pisces, you don't have any like actual planets like focused energy there which is so interesting for me because I'm a Sagittarius and so when but I'm a Capricorn moon and I've got a lot of Capricorn placements so when I exit Sagittarius season and enter Capricorn season like I'm here for it where it's like I get two seasons back to back (laughs) you know yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, I totally
1: I I totally get what you mean (laughs) because it is such a jump from Aquarius to Pisces and we're gonna get into all like the astrology chats and everything. But I feel like just in general, we'll get into it. But Aquariuses, Aquarians, Aquarii, I feel like they are not of this planet. They are aliens living on Earth, and Pisces are from Earth, but they are not living here. They're living somewhere else. And so, so, (laughs) but like you can meet somewhere in the middle ground between Earth and the stars, you know. But you definitely don't have the same references. (laughs)
0: Well, that's actually really funny you say that because, yeah, wow, that is so good. I mean, actually, one thing I have to say I have been thinking about this week from a Piscean perspective, I guess, is, um, and maybe this is related to my midheaven, but the message that's coming through for me at the moment, and it might seem very kind of serious, but it's like, you are, a, like, you are living to serve. What's mm-hmm. happening now is to serve. You're bringing light. This is an act of service you know? And I'm getting the feedback from the universe that that is what you're doing. You're doing these things for that. And I'm realigning my algorithm at the moment to be like, that's the thing. It's not about resources. It's not about time. It's about, am I serving? Am I doing it? And it sounds very kind of serious, but it's actually true. And the the Pisces that I read for this week, that's so funny you say that because we were both, to an outward eye, it may have felt like there was kind of conflict in the reading but absolutely there wasn't it was just like this kind of like it was so funny that you say that because we were meeting halfway and it was it was kind of crazy and quick and emotional and I'd be like is it good yeah it's good keep going keep going keep going and then she would ask crazy questions and another reader might have been like oh my god I'm not answering her questions you know but I was seeing this this like fog that she was like kind of surrounding around her and 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 it was great because it turned out to be a wonderful reading but it I could have gotten very anxious about the kind of dreamy foggy landscape that we were in um it was very uncertain exactly if I was helping her but I just kept going
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept going.
0: And <laughs> yeah. kept pulling it back, pulling it back cuz the truth with the water it can be hard a Pisces hearing those truths it can be hard.
1: Yeah. I so we are like in this Pisces season and a total great way to talk about this and bring this into an astrology talk. So if you don't know me from my other podcast, great time to shout it out now. Uh, My other podcast is The Stars Made Me Do It. And you can find that on all the platforms. And you can also find that over at The Stars Made Me Podcast on Instagram. I'm one third of that Firestorm trio over there. And we have uh, weekly episodes all about astrology. And it started off as kind of like a dabbling beginner's podcast with my cousin, we were like just so enthusiastic about astrology. And I feel like that's <laughs> that's the energy I'm gonna bring into this episode. And then it evolved into uh my two friends, my two co-hosts stepping in. Mimi and Martha, what's up? And we're getting much more, it's much more educational and it is much more, it's still fun and and you know, silly at times, but we really get into it over there. So if you are an astrology person and you want to get into it more, that's where the more, I don't know, like technical and detailed stuff, I would, have, you know, direct listeners that way. Um, but the like astrology in general for this, you know, this episode's coming out on the full moon in Virgo. And when we think of astrology, if you don't know a lot about it, that's totally fine. You know, we're just gonna kind of talk about what we like about astrology and how we got into it in the same way that we dabbled with tarot in our last episode. But basically A full moon means that the sun and moon are opposite each other in the sky. And so we are in like the sun is in Pisces right now. And so that means that the moon is in its opposite sign and the opposite sign of Pisces is Virgo. And so the, if you just think about these like very opposite energies, we've got the sun, we've got, you know, this like life force and bright energy and ego and external expression and more of like the masculine external energy versus the moon, which is this feminine, internal, very emotional and more of, it's not something that's giving off light as much as it is reflecting light. And so you have these at opposite points in the sky with these opposite signs. And so that's why so often, I mean, former elementary school teacher here, every single elementary <laughs> school teacher, I don't care what you believe in. You believe in the full moon because the kids are crazy. they be crazy hospitals during the full moon. I mean, I I was talking to someone recently restaurants during the full moon. Like there's just such a high energy because you have these opposing energies going on. Whereas, you know, our first episodes that we dropped on the new moon, the moon and the sun are in the same place. And so it is there, they're still their opposite energies of sun and moon, but they're in the same sign and they're communicating differently. And it's maybe not as loud.
0: Yeah. More welcoming.
1: Yeah. It's 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 just it's showing up in a different way. And so this, yeah. this, you know, we're gonna like dive into an overview of some astrology topics but I just like thinking about that like when we drop an episode on the on the full moon just know that the sun and the moon are on opposite places in the sky and when we drop it on the new moon they're in the same place in the sky so you can always kind of I feel like the moon is the best way to get in touch with anything astrological like it's the easiest first step to get in touch with things to want to like follow it you know follow the moon what signs the moon in
0: Another gateway entrance
1: point. A gateway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the moon is a
1: gateway transit for
0: uh <laughs> <laughs> well, it's also, you know it is actually, but it is. It really is because I have to say the moon is where I started with astrology too. And it's funny because the moon is such a moon magic and like moon ritual, and just if you're at all trying to remotely start to work on yourself help from a place of magic, the magical world, the moon is a beautiful place to start, even with those two moments, full moon, new moon, because you can two times a month embrace the energy of, um, self-awareness and, uh, sort of, there are certain things you do on each of those days,
1: exactly. Yeah. I mean, you can think of the new moon as like a mini New Year's every month where this is like our time to set goals and intentions and what do we want to manifest? And then we reach like the pinnacle climax moment of that during the full moon. Mm -hmm. And so, and then it's like, okay, so what am I releasing now? I've been working on gathering all of this and now what do I need to release? Clean slate.
0: And you know what I, I I I love, and what I've loved from my tarot learning, and I'm sure it's the same in astrology is that, You know, they talk about the moon being the great clarifier when it's that bright, big moon. It's like a big orb in the sky. It's like a big reflector. It's like a big magnifying glass that's asking you, hey, it's like putting the spotlight on you saying, hey, hello, which is why I think people go a little crazy too, because it's like, hey, I want you to see, like, actually, my goal is for you to have clarity. And what I'd like you to see is what's just beneath the surface, all these emotions that are bubbling up, that have come up during the month, that are ready to be released. What is ready to go?
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It really
0: does like sit up there in the sky and beg us kindly and sometimes loudly to do some exploration, you know?
1: And that is like another one of the cool things how we talked about, like the thread of all of this being like sewn together, where Mm. moon connects to tarot. It can, I'm just thinking of like Oracle, I've got my moonology deck, you know, it connects to uh, astrology, obviously, but it also connects to, I would put like moon magic and moon phases in its own little category. And so I feel like that's something that is so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a great first step. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. And you can, you can really track your emotions because the moon rules emotions. And yeah. also for like all of the uh, people who have a menstrual cycle out there, it's a 28 day cycle and we have a 28 day cycle normally. And it is Wild. amazing. Ever since I started like connecting like my cycle to the moon, that has been crazy. And it's wow. also like, I'm like, why did nobody ever teach us this as like little kids? Why did I never learn that me and the moon have a
0: 28 day cycle? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? It actually, yeah. that is one of those beautiful synchronicities yeah. where it's like, how, how, yeah, how, yeah. you know? And yeah. then you're like, the moon has this um, quiet, but strong influence on our planet. Yeah. You know, because we forget about it but the tides, you know, and it has this really huge influence on our planet and it is in a constant dance with our planet. And yet we don't often realize it. So it's a beautiful energy because it's like something that's happening in the background that we don't always pay attention to
1: which is a great way to connect that to how it shows up in astrology moon being connected to your emotions. Because yeah. so for example, I'm going to dive into both of us and our placements there. So
0: yeah, let's do um, it.
1: If you just know what your sun sign is already amazing. And, uh, and if you want to learn more about astrology, oh my God, please reach out to me literally anytime because that's all I want to talk about. But, <laughs> <She's been awesome. laughs> but um, basically the the things in astrology, there are the 10 planets that we talk about, including the moon and the sun in astrology. So we've got sun, moon, uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars what am I? uh, Saturn, Jupiter, I'm going out of order. Um, (laughs) Neptune, (laughs) Pluto, Uranus. Uh, So (laughs) I I somehow named them all in there. But um, what we kind of focus on when you first like dabble into astrology is your top three, meaning your sun sign, your moon sign, and your rising sign. And so that is why what you just said about the moon and how it's almost like a little bit in the background, sometimes and we don't realize this influence. That was like my beautiful journey with astrology was when I found out what my moon sign was. And so Mm -hmm. the way in which you do this, if you are interested in finding out more information is you need to know the time you were born and the location you were born. I mean, most of us know the day we were born, but I am an example of, had I been born one minute earlier, I would have been a Scorpio and I am, uh, same with Stefan. We are both born at the very beginning of the sign. Had you been born a minute earlier, you would have been a Capricorn. Capricorn. And we are so clearly not a Capricorn uh, Scorpio duo. We are so clearly an Aquarius Sagittarius duo. <laughs> oh, and
0: God. could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> this would God. This be, the be same a very podcast. different podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. Love my Scorpio Capricorn energy, but we're here to tell you that is this is not it. Um, <laughs> And so you need to know that time, date, location, but that's how you get like the precision because when you were born, all of the planets were also in a sign. And so the moon sign was the thing that really (laughs) gateway astrology opened up the rest of it for me because I learned that my rising sign, meaning like where in my, well, we can get into that. That's technical, but my rising sign is Sagittarius. And so I'm a Sagittarius sun with a Sagittarius rising. And so I was like, oh, how cool. I'm extra Sagittarius. And there wasn't that much extra info for me to get on that in that moment where I was like, just very beginning dabbling. And then I learned about moon signs and I found out that I was a Capricorn moon and I have never felt so seen and understood before because Sagittarius is this energy of, I'm traveling, I'm optimistic, I'm friendly. I'm always wanting to learn more. I'm always connecting with people. I'm really like always looking on the bright side of life. And also, like, there's a huge flighty energy to Sagittarius. It is not a sign that likes to commit because there's too many fun things to do. And more is more energy. And, like, who really cares about responsibilities because I just want to enjoy this moment. And then we've got Capricorn, which is this very responsible, rule-following, structure, boss energy And that is the sign that rules my emotions. And like, yes, to everything that I just said about Sagittarius, I embrace that. I embody that. That is me. But then you have no idea, like until you get to really know me, that I will be the DD 100% of the time if I can't fully (laughs) trust somebody else. I trust me more than I trust anybody else. I will be the one. I know that I can trust me to get everybody home safe. I will be the one who's checking in on everybody else's emotional well-being because I really wish someone would check in on mine. I am the one who would be like making sure that there's a structure, making sure there's goals, you know, that I feel like the best combo of that. I think I mentioned that in our first episode, like the best combo of Sagittarius Capricorn energy for me is I'm like, let's go on an adventure responsibly. responsibly
0: because of, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and And, and you know so what?
1: there's that combo there. And it means it just meant everything to me when I found out my moon sign.
0: And you know what I just realized about you too? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I feel like the Capricorn energy of efficiency, Capricorns love to do like quickest way from A to B, like, let's be efficient. Let's, you know, when it comes to work. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's interesting because I think there might be something that connected with efficiency and positivity in your emotional work. I love that. Because I think there is a like me, you said it in the other episode about like, this is how I need, to, I need to be positive. When I'm doing my emotional work, I lean into positivity, but I think it's also a very efficient way. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time.
0: <laughs> yeah. You don't have time to sit in it. That's what I mean. You don't have time to be like, let's go down. Let's go down. Let's be Pisces. Let's sink to the bottom of the ocean. Let's float to the b- top of the sky. Let's, let's, yeah. you know, no, you're like, okay, cool. I'm seeing it. I realize that I'm cardinal. I got to keep going and let's figure it out.
1: And just like the moon, the shadow side of that is it. I have this, I don't know, <laughs> this thought that it literally doesn't benefit anybody. If I share what's going on emotionally, so let's just move on. And then it's like knock 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 Sierra, it benefits you, you should probably share. Yeah, PS yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. there is that like shadow side, which is so beautifully metaphorically connected to the moon there. And so when you are looking into your astrology and uh, you know, like and that top three, I feel like can just tell us so much. And if you are interested in more, again, please go check out the other podcast because I can yes. talk about this for the rest of my life. But I feel like
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you the-
1: I I will continue to talk about this for the rest of my life, but it is such a language and such a tool. That's what I love about astrology, that it's such a tool because it makes so much sense for me. And I'm going to get into you after, but like for me, when people meet me, it's your rising sign, which is also known as your ascendant. And so it's like, people meet me and they're like, oh my God, she's Sagittarius energy. She lives overseas. She's really, you know, more is more, very optimistic, seeing the glass half full. And then you get to know me and you find out I'm a Sagittarius and you're like- Correct. Yep. All of that was correct. That first impression, that <laughs> was correct. That was correct. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you get to know me and the people who are really close with me, my person, my partner, uh, my really close friends, when I am alone and feeling safe and comfortable, that's when you see the Capricorn where mm. I'm like, always making sure i really don't feel I don't feel emotionally. uh good if I don't have projects going on, if I don't have something that I'm working towards, a goal that I'm working towards, if I don't see progress of what I'm working towards. And I am so much (laughs) more, I'm very go with the flow externally, but there is this controlled internal part of me where I'm like, I know that I can do it the best way that it would get done. So I'm putting that responsibility on me. And also- you know, Capricorn moons tend to be very mature kids. Our moon signs tend to come out a lot when we're kids. And so I was like the parent of my parents and I would say I still am, you know? Uh, <laughs> and so, that's funny. and then we get to Stefan, who's like, you're this triple threat, this triple air sign. And you, like, so your top three are literally the three different air signs, which is so cool because they communicate so well to each other. So when people meet you, they're like, Gemini energy, eclectic, lots of fun facts, lots of little dabbling here. <laughs> very patty. We, we have this side of me. Like, I'm a very serious designer. We have this side of me. I'm a crazy tarot reader. You know, we've got like the duality that Gemini brings. And then when they get to know you, it's like, oh, I'm not maybe as go with the flow as you thought I was initially because I've got my ideas. I'm an Aquarius and I'm a fixed right. sign. And I've got okay. these thoughts and I come at it from a totally different perspective. And I'm not as surfacy as that Gemini energy you thought. I actually have a lot more going on here. And then they really get to know you and your Libra moon comes out and you're like, but oh, I just want to please everybody. And can everybody? we just be around people? And can it just <laughs> be, be fair? Yes. Let's can just all get just along. <laughs> <I know.
0: laughs> and can I tell you one thing I'm going to say to kind of echo what you said, when I found out about my moon sign being in Libra, I was kind of at the beginning, like, huh, huh, don't really get it. But then when it was explained to me, I was like, oh my God, watershed moments because I am the mediator in my family and friendship groups. And it's also to my own detriment. Right. And I've had friends call that out to me before. Like I've had friends who are like, Hey, Hey, Hey. Like one of my friends particularly was like, you assume that we want you to mediate. We don't want you to do that. Like I've had those yeah, moments too, where they're yeah. like, "Can you stop worrying about the fact that I'm going to show up on time, or that that's going to affect something?" Like, just who cares? If I do this wrong, who cares? You know, um, that friend was also like, manifest, uh, you know, kind yeah. of big cardinal energy, or you know, it was like, "Okay, wow, okay, so." But the thing is, I do find myself being even like the everyone needs to be invited. Who am I leaving out? Can we all just get along? I'm always doing that, and it's actually really funny because I've never had this connection to the people always call Aquarians very like flighty or not flighty, but very can be very quirky and a uh, spacey sometimes. So we'll have this idea about Aquarians being sort of like never able to do anything. Um, but I've always felt very well-rounded, but as Sierra says, I have all the, all the airs, So I'm a very well-rounded air sign, but also a lot of the rest of my chart is fire. So I am a little self self, uh, combustion engine because I have <laughs> a lot of, I have a lot of self-fueling because my Mars is in Aries, a lot of fire, my actions. I'm just, I'm kind of fueling myself in a, in a certain way, but um and not to deepen the astrology talk. I mean, Sierra really is the expert, but one thing that I have to say in my chart that really grabbed me was learning about the fact that my Mars in Aries was in opposition with my moon in Libra. And I think it's the one thing in my chart and I mean, Sierra can get more into those relationships, but I, I was, it was the work I had to do there. I really noticed that there was, that was something that was difficult. It was a difficult relationship for me. And it, it, astrology being a tool, that's when I realized like, wow, in my life, there's this part of me that always wants to mediate, that always wants to have everything be just and fair for everyone. And then there's this other part of me that wants to do it for myself and be in charge and be um, autocratic. And, you know, and those two things are constantly on uh, opposite ends of a scale for me. And that was the work, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that that mirrors what I said earlier about the full moon energy, because even though we're not talking about the sun and moon here, when you have a full moon, the sun and moon are in opposition. And so Stefan saying that like these two placements in his chart, his moon, being in Libra. And then his Mars, which is, again, another placement in your chart that like, that's when you dive into it more and more. But Mars is about action. And it's sex, it's aggression, it's conflict and drive. And that being an opposite of your moon, which is your inner emotions and, you know, how you feel safe and how you feel cared for. And that opposition energy, it it doesn't mean that you know, one, they have to work together. They will always be in communication with one another. And that's the energy that we feel when a full moon comes out, you know, whereas, uh, it, it just, it totally depends on the relationships. And that's the, the more that you dive into astrology and you see your individual chart, you see the relationships of the planets that your chart like has that are going on. Whereas my, Venus and my Mars are in opposition in the same way that your uh, moon and your Mars are in opposition and so Venus is this feminine energy and then Mars is this masculine energy and mine are in opposition and so it's totally like this I feel like the two sides of me are like I'm either in like (laughs) sportswear or I am dressed up like Kate Spade to the nines like you know what I mean like I've got this opposition of feminine and masculine energy where like yeah. it's one or the other i'm either dressed up and like looking like i'm feeling my best or i'm like i gotta be ready to do yoga or go on a run at any minute
0: <laughs> yeah know? yeah that's so funny that's so true of you yeah you know what's actually funny and i feel like because i mean astrology really is a deep dive i have to say as someone that came to it a little later one thing that sierra told me once that was so helpful and it was just i think my air placements being they need to know knowledge and i for, for those of you out there who don't believe or don't know enough about astrology or are skeptical about astrology, which I know is a very divisive topic. So for those of you, one of the things that really helped me when I asked Sierra, like I remember we had a class and I said to her, I need to understand what's happening in the sky. And I said, I know that sounds crazy, but these are all these words. We're hearing, you know, planets. We're hearing degrees. We're hearing oppositions. We're hearing all these things that sound insane to people who don't understand them because it really is a language. And so I made Sierra really talk about what the graphical representation of the chart meant for the moment I was born on this planet where I was, What does it all mean? And just knowing that there's constellations, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and that they are also a part of this and that where things are in the sky and references to those segments of the sky. I mean, it really helped me understand just the kind of cartology of the experience because I was like, I need to, for me, I need to physically picture what you're talking about and why that has a bearing on where I am you know, being born in Melbourne, you know, at 4.30 p.m. on the 21st of January versus someone who was born at the same time but in China, you know. Exactly. Uh, So that – and that was really helpful for me to understand
1: yeah, and the, a great, like, I just, I love a good analogy over here. And so my best way of thinking that is, like, your, your birth chart, your astrology chart, you know, that uh, when you find out where all the planets were, think of that as if you were to go and look at the weather the day you were born. What was the weather like the day yeah. you were born? And then when you look at what's going on in the sky right now, you're looking at the weather report. And basically, you you can live your life without looking at the weather report. Like that's fine. But I like to look at the weather to know if I should bring an umbrella or not, you know, and Ah, that's nice. And it doesn't mean that, you know, but also I could choose not to bring an umbrella and be like, I'm going to risk it because it says part, it says it's a 50% chance. Like I'm going to risk it. I don't want to be like weighed down with an umbrella today. And I'm prepared if, if, you know, it starts drizzling. And so it's just a tool to use, and you don't have to use it i don't think it's something to believe in or not i think it's a tool to use or not
0: a tool to use and you know it's, that's actually a really nice way to look at it and i think that it's interesting because we live in a period right now where all of these things we're discussing on this podcast are becoming more and more common more and more popular and i think it's really funny to talk about the role of astrology um in dating because it now is on dating profiles you know yes. you put them, taurus aquarius you know and and people have co-star at the very least people have co-star you know yeah and they, not dishing co-star but it's like that's yeah. the thing people have and they understand and you know what everybody has and not everybody because this is the other side of the sword is they are absolutely i don't want to hear about it you know mm-hmm. and you've been on dates before i've been on dates before where you sneak it in so what's your sign uh we're not talking about science, you know? And that happens too. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Because I had a really bad, bad experience with this and I don't care. And I don't know, like, right. Because you're like, a what are you, you you know, that, you know, and you, and then you say, Oh, are you a Capricorn? And then they're like, Oh, how did you know that? (laughs) You're like, well, because. Oh my gosh. Intuitive. But also it's like, there is something to it being part of the zeitgeist right now. And I think, um, It is also interesting how many conversations I've had with people who will say, oh, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio with a, you know, Capricorn rising and a, you know, Leo moon, but like, I don't know what any of that means. You know, like they know those things, but they don't know what it means.
1: (laughs) Yes. But that goes down to like all of the mystical stuff that we want to talk about is such a, like, it's such a tool of getting to know ourselves, getting to know the world around us, getting to make connections. I feel like the biggest thing that astrology has helped me with is to remove a whole layer of judgment. Because it it introduces understanding instead of judgment. And it was actually so cool because when you and the rest of our tarot friends came over to my parents' house and we were all talking about this and my parents are listening to this and they they understand to a level. But once you guys left, my dad was talking to me and he was like, it was so neat. It was so interesting to see you guys talk and use astrology as part of your dialogue because you don't judge anybody. You just explain it by saying, oh, well, they have like, you know, a Taurus rising. Oh, well, they have a, uh, you know, a Pisces, Mercury, whatever it is. And knowing that it's it just has this level of understanding. I feel like every time that we have a level of understanding, it like diffuses the situation. Because I, I am a crazy Sagittarius, like where I am going to, I'm already doing the next thing. I'm already doing the next thing. And then we have my mom who's like taking it so personally that I didn't put the pot in the sink and I'm like mom I don't even remember that I used the pot today like I'm I'm on to the next thing you know and it's like that understanding my understanding of being like wait a minute this is something my mom really values and her understanding of being like Sierra's not doing this to to spite me she just is moving on to something else it just and it just it brings in this level of understanding and I'm not saying you can't excuse yourself you can't be like well I'm a Scorpio and so I'm like this it's like no No, you cannot, you can't pull that crap. But at the same time, I think you can know what your strengths are and what your like more, you know, like the parts that we need to work on a little bit more.
0: And it's also like the operating system you have because I I, I actually love what you're saying right now because I never thought about it from this perspective, but it reminds me a little bit of love languages and how wonderful it is when you're like, well, you know what? I'm an acts of kindness person, but you know, this person likes gift giving and there's no judgment. This is how they feel loved. And it's actually so inclusive and understanding. And I love that you're saying this because I've never thought about astrology from that perspective. And And I actually have to say that when I'm thinking about it now, I... I have to agree with you that my deepening of because what you're really saying is that you're understanding the human condition beyond yourself. I'm not yes. just looking at me and what I am, I'm looking at what everyone is and every possible combination and every possible aspect. And in a way, it's a way to learn about human humanity. And and it's beautiful because you you then can look at someone who's a cancer you know, which has been a thing with me in the past. And I love my cancers, but it took me a long time to understand how to work with my cancers. And that's my whole point. In the past, I was like, oh my God, other, 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 other. Why aren't you like me? Right? Yeah. And then you're like, because you're not like me, (laughs) you know, because you are not, you're emotional. You lead from the heart. You're doing X, Y, Z. And I don't, I'm in my head. And okay, cool. So we're different. Okay. You know, and it, it actually does encourage, um, encourage inclusivity, which I actually, I yes. love that. I've never yeah. thought about it that way. And this is just a oh, good positive work.
1: Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yes. <laughs> and that's, that's, the, that's the positive spin that I always put on with astrology. Whenever I'm giving somebody a reading of their chart, I always refer to like these are your superpowers, okay? Like I don't ever want you to look at a placement in your chart because if you do understand astrology to like more than a basic level, you know that there are certain placements that it's like, oh my God, I have this or oh my God, this placement, like with a big like, eh, eh like this is a horrible thing to have. And like me personally, I have so many of those in my chart where it's like, if you just look at this individually, I've got Saturn and Capricorn in my first house and it's next to my moon and Capricorn in my first house. Though That whole thing, even if you understood what none of that means, basically you look in any <laughs> astrology textbook and it's like, you are in for a hard life and you suck basically. And so I'm like, um, (laughs) I love being me. I'm super optimistic. We didn't take into account all of my other placements going on. And I love looking at people's charts as like, this is your superpower. And when you need help dealing with this part of your chart, pull from this superpower in the other part of your chart. And so that's Mm. like such the positive way to look and to get to know yourself. I think of it as like, you were given this toolbox when you were born, and mm-hmm. some of the tools you use more than others, and some of the tools you never learned how to use, and so you have to like you you have these things to work with, and it doesn't mean you can't learn to use other tools, but you might need other tools to help you, and so yeah, yeah, we're all given different and tools, and
0: yeah, and we are physically too. Some people are given. Are born with a, you know, predisposition to strength and others aren't. And, you know, and doesn't mean you can't get strong and work at it, but some people just are born with muscle, you know, and it's the same thing. It doesn't mean, you know what I mean? And I yeah. think that like, cause I mean, and not to like, Hey, okay, I'm going to play a bit of devil's advocate here, Sierra, because why not? And we'll have a bit of fun, but let's just say <laughs> I am the massive skeptic um, okay. for the, moment which I'm not, but you know, let's be that Aquarius and zoom right out. Um, <laughs> uh, cause I cannot help myself. Um, okay. So I am that person and I'm going to be like, what a crock of shit. I think what people are afraid of or don't like, because what we've been talking about so far is kind of, um, personality you know we yeah. haven't really been talking about the fate aspect of astrology when you look at like yes. what's going to happen based on your astrology and i know that when you go to astrologers and i've been to astrologers where people tell me very accurately this is going to be hard for you this is going to happen there you know these are and, and actually it's fascinating and i've always found it super fascinating but some people don't like this feeling of i have no control and sometimes when i'm on the pattern you know that app that will tell you about your timing based on astrology yeah i sometimes read this app and i go oh my oh my it's so fucking accurate yeah. to what I'm going through that it makes me feel uncomfortable sometimes because I'm like do I have a choice is it all just fate do I you know and and that's my first part of the question and my second part <laughs> of the question is and this is a real bitch of a question because it's like the cosmic question is why <laughs> you know <laughs> why <laughs> like and I know that that's not a question we're going to be able to answer exactly but I'm interested for us to just talk around that because it's like it's a rock in the sky what why you know um, so I don't know, what's your insight?
1: Well, I love that idea of it's just a rock in the sky. Why? Because another episode we'll have to absolutely get into crystals because there's different <gasps> elemental, uh, you know, composition. I'm not a geologist, but there's like, you know, oh, Stefan's holding up crystals. i got so many crystals going on behind <laughs> me <surrounded>. too. But <laughs> I mean, you know, just thinking about there's different compositions of different bodies in. on our planet and in the sky you feel Mm. the sun differently from when you feel the moon the moon affects the tides the different planet energies have different energies that they give off you know that when you like there's energetic fields and they're they come from different compositions and so with me not being the scientist at all. But that's just the most basic answer that I can give of, you know, if we know that these energies of if, if the, we know that the closest, uh, you know, astrological body to us being the moon affects mm-hmm. our planet. Mm-hmm. In that way, we have like, you know, there's different compositions that are making up these other planets that are affecting our energies in a different way.
0: Yes. So and that's the best add, answer I can give there. <laughs> I love that. And I will also add the perspective of perspective. So to your weather comment, if I'm born on a rainy day versus being born on a sunny day, my entrance into this world is different. And if I was born in summer and my year starts in summer, then that's going to look different for somebody whose year starts in winter. And the way that I experience life is different from the onset. And so if you are a believer in energy and the, you know, the energies of literally that are affecting you Mm -hmm. from where you are locationally, that is that just where you are at a certain point is going to be different to where somebody else is and the yeah. energies that you are being affected by I also think that like okay obviously none of our answers are going to satisfy a skeptic um but the same way that we're all connected in collective consciousness yeah. you know that we all are part of source energy and that we're all connected I think that if you do believe in, you know, the bigger, the bigger energies and the bigger mysteries that, um, it's all part of, I believe that it's all part of a giant cosmic system. And a yeah.
1: And I also so, encourage anybody who is more on the skeptic spectrum to experiment with it. So I'm going to share one of my like astrological experiments that got me into astrology, but I also mm-hmm. wanted to address the other thing that you mentioned about um, you know, predictive right. astrology that right. I would that's absolutely not my ex- area of expertise. I really enjoy diving into astrology on like a personality and like kind of more diving into yourself and how you can use that to benefit you on like an everyday knowing who you are. But then there is the, you know, mundane astrology, meaning like what is going on in the everyday kind of life. And the best thing that I can, um, I'm going to give a quick example of let's, uh, a lot of people have heard about your Saturn's return. And so your Saturn's return happens for the first time when you're around 29 years old. And that basically means that I'll use myself as an example. When I was born, Saturn was in the very end of its time in Capricorn. And it takes about 29 years for Saturn to move through the signs. And so when I was around 29 years old, Saturn was once again in the later period of Capricorn. And so it was directly on top of just like we talked about that new moon energy when the sun and moon are in the same place my personal like what the picture of the sky when i was born that saturn placement the one that's actually moving around now came around again right on top of my saturn and saturn's all about restriction and lessons
0: right and meaning for those who don't understand what moving through the signs means that it has gone around the sun thank you right once Yes. Yes. Sorry exactly. to break
1: that energy. But yeah. No, you're. that's yeah. a great th- thing to bring in. Yes. It has traveled around the sun and gone back to the same place in space as it was when I was born. And so yes. Saturn being all about restrictions and it's like the hard, strict, but fair teacher. Most people around 29 have a really difficult moment where they've been getting little hints on their exam that's coming up soon. And then there comes a <laughs> moment where it's like, here's the exam. And if you take the time to pass the exam, you get to go to recess. And so that's one, like, <laughs> that's one, that, that's like the, the best way that I yeah. can explain Saturn's return yeah. and Saturn energy. And so like, there's many different planets that affect the planets of when we were born. And so, but what I would encourage people to experiment with is this was my first a- a astrological experiment. I was an elementary school teacher in the United States. And one of the teachers on my team said, so this year I'm, I'm sitting my kids uh, doing their seating chart based on their zodiac signs. And I was like, <laughs> oh my all right, so that <laughs> sounds crazy to me, but um, I actually kind of love that idea. I'm going to test it out. Because all I knew at this point was really that I was a Sagittarius. And so, and I loved reading my horoscope, loved that I was a Sagittarius. I was on the archery team. The Sagittarius is the archer. Like I'm all about it. And so, but I didn't really have like much more of an astrological understanding beyond that. And so I was like, I'll try it out. And what I did was I broke down um, just into elements and elements meaning earth, air, fire, and water. And I tried Mm -hmm. to, um, I didn't tell my students I was doing this by the record, like my fourth graders were unaware, Um, but I broke it down, put air and fire signs together and earth and water signs Mm -hmm. together because in a very general basic level, those are the compatible signs. We can get into that another Mm -hmm. time. But Mm -hmm. so that to me, I was like, this is my experiment. And I shit you not, the impact <laughs> it had on my classroom was unreal. It was unreal. The, the amount of ease it brought in certain ways, and especially every teacher out there knows you always have that one kid that is the, like, sometimes you have several, but there's still that one amongst the several that like, you just, it's like you know, I'm just going to give like a a fake name, like Bobby, you know, like, it's just like, just, you need to sit down. Like it's even if you're a super calm teacher, Bobby's going to get to you. And once you (laughs) learn what Bobby's sign is, and you realize the people that you can surround this student with in order to diffuse that energy, it is unreal how powerful of a tool it can be. And so my next year, I did it for the entire year. And I anytime that there was uh, like a, a trio of girls, that there was always a two against one situation, which is always going to happen at some point. I always it was always the two compatible with the one quote unquote incompatible. And I always made sure to give that third wheel a compatible buddy. Yeah, it was unreal how obvious it is when you have this little test subject of humans, you know, where (laughs) you're.
0: (laughs) It sounds really like it could be manipulation, but you know what? At the other end of the spectrum, it's not because you're using your knowledge and your wisdom and your intuition and its influence. And And also any
1: any teacher out there who isn't using astrology as a birth chart. You have a method to your madness when you're making your I mean, sorry, seating chart. You know, you have a method. And it's so often you find things like that to be true. Like it was so obvious to me once I learned that like these two students who were always like my besties, they were like, we just, we knew each other for, I taught them twice. They were buddies. I was buddies with them just in a way of like, we really got the same humor type of thing. And I was like, of course they are two fire signs and I'm a fire sign over here. Of course, you know, it just, it just makes so much sense. And so that was my experiment. So anybody out there who either, if you are a little skeptical or you have skeptics in your life, I totally encourage you to like, just look into okay well like what are your best friend signs I realized all of my closest best friends like were air signs I'm married to an air sign Stefan's the heir yes. to my fire you know Ooh. I I have so much air fueling me fueling my fire
0: yeah. and so you know, it's so yeah. amazing I love this and you know it's also and also on the yes I mean the other thing is get a little, get a little adventurous and not the way I'm only speaking to the skeptics, but you know, I, I encountered it in tarot too, where people say, well, yeah, but it could have been any other cards. And the people say, well, yeah, but I read all the horoscopes in the, in the newspaper and they all could be relatable. Right. <clears throat> so what I say to that is great. You know, and this is my, this is what I say to skeptical clients with tarot. I say, well, yeah, it could have been a whole other combination of cards, but if our conversation and what we did here together was helpful to your own personal self awareness and work, then great. Yeah. Let it have been other cards, you know, let's do that exercise because like Sierra says, at the end of the day, this is a tool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if you're feeling like you're really vibing with the cancer message today, and I'm not kind of dishing the power of astrology. I'm just saying that when, if someone is finding this a helpful system for their self-growth and understanding, then don't hate on them. That's what I'm saying.
1: I love that. And also anyway, for I for think like- we can move
0: past that, yeah. but you know.
1: No, I, I really love that. And I love that um for, you know, anybody who is diving more into astrology to realize that everybody has all of the 12 signs of the zodiac in your chart. And that's a conversation for another day on another podcast go check me out over (laughs) at the stars made me do it. But, um, everybody has all 12 signs in your birth chart. And so it's the irony, even if you don't have a planet there, everybody has them. And so you, you have like, you know, people being like, I hate, I don't know, like Gemini energy. And it's like, um, you've got Gemini in your chart too everybody does and so we're just being super hypocritical when we're judging a certain thing and so yeah if you're reading a horoscope and one of them super like you know vibes with you there's probably a reason for that too i yeah yeah, i i feel like astrology is such a tool and that's the thing where we talked about tarot being such a tool i feel like tarot can be a tool in a way of both getting to know yourself and getting to know the situation and astrology can be a tool of getting to know yourself and getting to know the situation. I like to use it as a getting to know myself. And I also mm. like to use it as like looking at the weather for the week. That's what I like to do is what's it's going cool. on in the stars this week. And how yeah. is that affecting me? And knowing that it was just the new moon for us, like in this recording moment, I went to a sound bath for the first time.
0: So and. good.
1: I had never been to a sound bath before and I was not asleep, but I was certainly not present, which I feel like is a great way that one can describe a Pisces, you know, right. which like with so much love, but like a Pisces sometimes <laughs> like <laughs> you weren't asleep, but you oh. weren't totally present. No, I really do love <laughs> Pisces, but, but that was like the most perfect activity to embrace that new moon and pisces energy it's like i'm gonna yeah, embrace the sunny day by bringing a picnic to the park you know embrace the energy that's coming at you by checking that astrological weather
0: do you know what i'd love to talk about just because one thing as an astro as a astrology newbie um well not newbie but that really really excited me to learn about astrology was the modes like oh, yes fixed fixed um mutable and um cardinal sorry having a moment i just have to say for all those out there who are listening who are not experts at astrology this is something that's kind of like because obviously you have the elements and it's like that with me in tarot when i knew the elements it was like bam 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 like everything fell into place in a different way because it was a larger system of category categorizing and i'm all about that onion i'm all about the big ones and then the big bucket buckets and then the smaller buckets and the smaller buckets and working your way in that way. And I just felt like they're called modes, right? Yeah. 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 That they were so useful to understand that in all the different signs, within all the different elements, the four elements, there's three modes and one of them is cardinal and one of them is fixed. And one of them is mutable, which we can talk about briefly, but I just, I just think that it was so useful for me to understand the energies of that.
1: Yeah. And like the most basic form of astrology not basic form, but basic, I guess, foundational understanding is that things are broken down into elements and modes. You've got earth, air, fire, and water. And every single one of those elements has three signs. So I'm going to use me because I'm talking about me here, fire sign. Um, (laughs) So fire signs, the three fire signs are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. So we know that there are three signs of the Zodiac that are fire, but then within those three, They each have their own mode, like Stefan was talking about. So Aries is cardinal. It's the first Mm. sign of the season. It's starting it off. It's let's go for it energy, very leader. Then we've got Leo. It's the middle sign of the season. It is very fixed energy it's a fixed sign it's very steady very loyal it's that center of that flame that is steady and then we've got Mm -hmm. Sagittarius which is the third sign of the season the last sign of the season it is mutable it is go with the flow it's the end of autumn but like it's almost winter so it's kind of going this way and it's like that glow that's not really defined as that steady flame but it's spreading into something else and so you get this and that applies to all of the signs which um
0: yeah, yeah. As, we don't yeah, need to go through. We don't thing. need yeah. to go
1: into all that. But, you know, that's something where once you understand the depth of astrology, it's so much more than just being like, I'm a exactly. Sagittarius.
0: I think that's what I, it's like a wine, right? It's like drinking a wine and being yes. like red or white, you know, versus it's like. Um, like-
1: are we, Are we talking Bordeaux? Are we talking Burgundy? Are we yeah. talking Chianti? What? Yeah, like-
0: <laughs> yeah. Are we talking Italian? Are we talking Australian? Are we talking exactly? And it's funny though, because like, I love to, you know what? And I have to say, like, there is a gossip element to astrology, isn't it? And I mean, we love to gossip about astrology too. And I have to say, like, I, those, the reason I brought that up is because I think that it was so useful for me to understand that just in the energies of people. And now I use it as like, oh my God, like I understand why Aquarius is fixed, you know, because of my parents who are both Aquarians and in many ways are very fixed, you know, (laughs) and I also understand.
1: Isn't that cool, though, that both of, your par- both of your parents are Aquarius and both of my parents are Capricorn? Like, that's just funny that we both oh, grew up with parents that are both the same sign. Very interesting. Just anyways. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I totally
0: did. And it's funny because, yeah, you could look at us all and be like, oh, you're so different, blah, blah, blah. But actually, at the core, we have very similar uh, operating systems. Yes. And I think that's how I look at it, right? Um, and anyway, I love that. But it, it, it is also interesting because, like, I know that, like, Taur- Tauruses are not easy for me, yeah. you
1: know. <laughs> Which my Aquarius husband agrees. He says Taurus energy is not easy for him.
0: Oh, it's so hard. And like having dated Tauruses, who I also love and respect, but oh my god, it's hard. And reading for Tauruses, entire readings too. I've noticed that I, it's a trend. And I'll be like, "What's your sign?" And I'll be like, "Oh, I'm a Taurus." I'm like, "Oh my god, why am I finding it so hard?" You know. Um. And it's just that that endlessly fascinates me because And
1: and that's something where you get more into the modalities and the elements where you're like, oh, hey, I'm a fixed sign and you're a fixed sign. So we have right. similar energies, but I right. operate in an air way and you operate in an earth way. So like, we're both very yes. sure we're right. And we're both very, yeah. we're operating very differently.
0: <laughs> and you're pissing me the fuck off, quite frankly. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> you know, and also the thing is, it's like, what you do realize with fixed signs is that what you agree on, oh, my God, you could conquer the world together in those places. Yes. You know, what you agree on, you're like, oh, yeah, we're going to campaign, we're going to change the fucking world. We, you don't even see us coming because we are <laughs> so right and we are right together, <laughs> you know. And then what you disagree on, you're like, you need to get the fuck out of here right now <laughs> because I am never, ever meeting you here,
1: ever, <laughs> never.
0: It's not happening, you know.
1: Yeah, and it just
0: and it just—it's so funny because I I saw it in my past relationships and and it was like a weird energy actually because you're like, why do we why 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 is it sometimes good and why is it sometimes so bad? You know, um, yeah. And then you're like, well, okay, because this is we're both fixed, you know. And it and it is funny, and of course, there's also other aspects, but it does endlessly fascinate me. It really, really, really does, and yeah. I yeah, I love it. I mean, yeah. It's, I also.
1: I also would encourage anybody out there to never, ever, ever, ever pass judgment on a sign. And, like, I have known people in my life who are like, I am never dating, uh, you know, a, a cancer ever again. <laughs> so, and so, I'm so like, so, so. you... <laughs> have met one cancer, maybe even four, let's say, that you have not vibed with, but there is another cancer out there that could be the best type of cancer for you. Don't ever judge somebody based on that because like we said earlier, there's so many other pieces going on. It's more than just that one way of operating.
0: And I think it's interesting to think about incompatibility. I think it also in a spiritual level, when you meet somebody that's triggering you, it's usually triggering you to grow. So if you're meeting that cancer for example that is not vibing with you and i can attest to this with my cancer relationships because i've deeply loved many cancers that sometimes i've just found it hard to yeah. operate with. Yeah. But it was actually the in to the work i had to do personally yeah. on myself. Yeah. to yeah. Meet someone at a different place to where I was, and now my cancer relationships are wonderful. But it's also because I did the work. I Mm -hmm. I was actually the one that needed to do the work. You know, I was the one that had to do the work on myself and be like, "Oh, you know, I need to get to know this person in a different way, and I need to respect them for who they are and how they operate." Yeah. And in the past, what I've been doing is the opposite to that. I've been judging them, and I've been so. Yeah, I think that it is possible for you to relate to any of the signs, but it does also show you where your work for yourself is.
1: And that's in any relationship because you can see like me and my husband, like I'm married to an Aquarius and Sagittarius and Aquarius that like just on that really basic, like surface level, our sun signs are super compatible. He's air, I'm fire. We're both very independent, freedom loving, love it. But then- you look at our moon signs and like we talked about earlier, moon is how we feel emotionally, how we operate emotionally, how we feel safe, how we feel like that loved and cared for. And I'm a Capricorn moon and he's a Gemini moon and Gemini moons are the silliest, ridiculous, most light uh what is it? Um, intellectualizing your emotions, energy. And we've got heavy Capricorn moon, me over here. Who's got like thick walls built around my heart and (laughs) is taking everything so seriously. And so sometimes like we clash emotionally and that's when we really need to pull on the other superpowers in our charts there because I, I need him to lighten me up and he needs me to ground him
0: exactly so there's that symbiosis of learning yeah
1: and and like sometimes it's great to meet somebody who like you just have the same way of operating but you and I I mean you and I our moons are making like what's considered a difficult kind of shape where you've got this cardinal let's go for it air and I've got this cardinal let's go for it earth but yet we push each other to learn and grow and see these different perspectives because we do operate from you you find the commonality which is we are go for it energy you know
0: and also i think our venus is the same
1: yes we so have the that. same venus and so venus is value so our values overline, and it doesn't like and that's what we can pull on you know so that's something yeah, yeah, yeah. too with just when you dive into astrology make sure that you're like not judging like if anything use it Never to help judge. remove Never the judge. judgment you know but yes
0: totally You know, it's interesting because I also, I love that. And I have learned so much about myself through knowing my different planets. Yeah. Like learning I was a Venus in Sagittarius. Holy, holy. I was like, oh, is this why I always date people that are far away? Is this why I'm always dating foreigners? Is this why I want the most
1: diverse mix (laughs) kind of,
0: you know, of elements here? And and, and that I get super bored in relationships very quickly if I'm not being challenged, if I'm not growing, if I'm not expanding. And then I was like, oh shit, this is a hard placement. You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's hard. but now that I understand it, it makes total sense. And I embrace that part of myself. And I'm yeah. like, right, you feel loved in this way. And you also give love in this way, which is why you're challenging sometimes because you're uh, always pushing those you love to grow yeah. too. And, and, and you want someone that's going to do that to you and you got to find that person that's willing to challenge you.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. by the way,
0: yeah. you found Sierra.
1: Oh yeah. Oh and yeah, it I will did. Never be boring.
0: <laughs> it will never be boring because you will always be challenged. Yeah. And that's actually brings me to the point about harmony, like harmonious. And you've talked about this too. Harmonious relationships, harmony in general, it's really, really nice. We all love harmony, but it doesn't encourage growth always. Yeah, um, yeah. Sometimes stronger positions or squares and oppositions are the ones, relationships are the ones that push us to, to do amazing things yeah. with ourselves. Yeah. You know, because and, you're sitting in such a harmonious situation, you know.
1: And that's like, and that's bringing back to what you asked about, you know, what's going on currently and how is that affecting me? When you're experiencing a really tough week, it could be that there's a really tough energy being made a tough shape being made from what's going on out there in the skies with what's going on with you as a person it's so often and that's why you're like why is it me having a bad week and not my other Aquarius friend having a bad week it's like we're not talking about like there's so much more going on but yeah it's and it is challenging you in those moments but all those things pass it's like everything just like through all of life we have an ebb and a flow (laughs) yes
0: this too shall pass yeah. The famous boat. yeah. And it's true. You know, And it's, and it's, you know, and it's just useful. Like the other day I was on the last full moon. I was going through, I had a really lovely morning. There was no reason for me to be feeling actually that's, that's a lie. There were reasons for me to be feeling emotional, but I wasn't maybe dealing with them. And I just had this moment where I was in bed and I was kind of paralyzed. I was so down and so depressed and it's really not my way of being. And I was like, why am I just, exp- why? why, 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 you know? And then I actually looked out the window and there was this massive full moon. And I was like, oh my God. Like Stefan, you definitely have reasons to be feeling like this, but the full moon right now is pushing you hard in a different way than you usually are. Get out, get out of the house, go for a walk, be in the wind. You're in wind. You love the wind. Go walk in the wind. It's freezing outside. Go by the river, feel the wind process the emotions, do what you need to do. But the moon was the thing that made me realize that I was, you know, and it wasn't my usual state of feeling, Mm -hmm. but that was, what was nice was just to pay attention to that. You know, I was like, Oh God. And it's not about making excuses like, Oh yeah, it's the full moon. You know, there was work I had to actually do. That's the truth. There was work I had to do. I didn't want to blame the sky. I didn't want to blame it and say, well, you know, um, It made me realize that, hey, like, yeah, you actually are feeling depressed for a reason.
1: Yeah, you know? it yeah, I feel like it just again brings that level of understanding. And I feel like as far as all the mystical and magical, this is this is probably going to be like my most serious like teacher mode episode ever because yeah. I'm just so knowledgeable and passionate <laughs> about astrology and it's less of a gossip and more of like no, but you need to understand. Um but <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like in the same way it's it's a, another amazing tool but it, as far as the mystical things, I would say it's the most scientific of the mystical things. Like there's oh, You can, but I also will say as an astrologer, as someone who is using astrology as part of like what I do for work, I still use my intuition when I'm looking at somebody's chart and I'm like, we're talking about Mercury today. That's the thing that's coming up, you know, and I let that, I let that be what leads me a little bit, but I then use all of the scientific type of tools of, you know, learning astrology and how all the relationships are and everything. But I will say, if you were super into the tarot episode and tarot is a big part of your life there is a a sign and an element for every card. card. And that that helped me learn tarot because I already spoke the language of astrology. And when I learned tarot and was like, oh my God, the strength card is obviously freaking Leo energy. That is something that, you know, it's a lion. And so that is something that helped me um, make that uh, I don't know, correlation. So whether you be a tarot person or an astrology person and you want to dabble in the other one, uh, that's something that I don't feel like everybody realized there's such there's such a huge connection that you can use huge there. Huge
0: connections. Yeah. And honestly, and I've got to say, vice versa, learning about astrology strengthened my tarot tools. It was another arsenal. It was more language. It was a uh, it was deepening my lexicon. And you know, it was interesting because I a hundred percent have started to now use it intuitively without even knowing. Like the other day I was shuffling for someone and Saturn, the image of Saturn came into my mind. And I was like, this is going to be a lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, and Sierra, I was like, Sierra's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> um, but, and it was, and the reading for this woman was like, we're doing hard. This reading is going to be about the work. Yeah. And it really was. And I was like, Stefan, listen to that because there's just, it's just more knowledge. Knowledge is power, guys. It doesn't matter- what you're doing. If it's, you know, you're studying history or science or medicine or anything, knowledge is power. The more, you know, the more you can use. And also sometimes, you know, know, none of us are trying to um, indoctrinate anybody. It's just the more wisdom we have, the more we know about the world, the more you can use it as a lens, as a tool to understand each other.
1: And I will say that everybody, every person that I've encountered, and I'm a people person, so I've encountered lots of people, every person that I've encountered that has allowed the curiosity of astrology to like take over a little bit, they have found it to be a really impactful, useful tool. Even my very science brain, scientific, like medical field Husband, you know, partner who like sometimes will be like, wait, but what's their sign? Because that, like, it's another language that can kind of help us understand. And everybody in my life that I've encountered short term or, you know, longer term, when they've shown at least an inkling of an interest there, I think they've gotten something good out of it. I've also encountered people who are like, hard no, and that's okay. And I think that, you know, to each their own. And obviously you've got Capricorn placements. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um...
0: that's what I said before. (laughs) And it's so true, you know? Oh my God. It's just so, I have a Capricorn friend who just is like, you know, he's actually wonderful and actually he's deepened his, you know, but when we started doing tarot, he's like, he's like, this is a great game. Isn't this a good game? And I was like, fuck you game. I'm so good. I'm so good at this game, please.
1: Oh my gosh. Um,
0: You know, it's like, this is not a game, but you know, but anyway, you know, I love, I love that. I'm sorry. We have to have that moment. And I feel like we need to shout out to the Gemini's and the Scorpio's and just say, we love you.
1: Oh my gosh. You get so
0: much hate and I don't know why.
1: I the, the, I could tell you why and so go ahead and listen <laughs> on the stars made me do it because we oh, are always <laughs> shouting out how much we love Gemini and Scorpio energy and I do understand <laughs> why some people are super like salty about it but at the same time you don't know all the things yeah, and yeah. you, you don't know you can't generalize just one sign so Heck yes, shout out Scorpio and Gemini energy. So- oh my gosh. Wait, real quick though, it was funny. Cause I was <laughs> saying that to like my husband. I was like, yeah, I mean are the you? two the two signs <laughs> that everybody like tends to yes. like hate are Gemini yeah. and Scorpio. And he paused and he was like, Oh shit, because those are two of his top three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's so true. And I think it's like, what? And honestly, it's crazy. I think it's crazy that we have hate inside of astrology you know I mean, we have you know it's so funny but, but that's do, but
1: why we re- we can remove it when we build that understanding which is why <laughs> yes. i loved it so much and i love i love mixing tarot and astrology together i love getting to know a person through their astrology i love that i'm now like the crazy aunt in like any like blood and not blood relations where they literally text <laughs> me like you know birth time <laughs> date location when a new baby is born you know and like me, I i've that. infiltrated the frenchies my french family is now like i'd like to know about this person (laughs) can you tell me
0: (laughs) oh god that's hysterical you know what that is so good yes and you know it's so true because i have hated you know i have done i've i'm i'm owning up to it you know i'm the first person that was like oh this gemini friend and if you're listening you know who you are um Oh, the Gemini, all oh, the Gemini, always doing that, never prioritizing us, always on an adventure. You know, and I was like, ugh, you know, always hating on that. And then when I found out I was a Gemini rising, I was like, oh, Stefan, you need to embrace this. You need to embrace <laughs> this. There's not a part of yourself you can hate. You need to embrace the Gemini Rising. And then I was like, oh my God, you know, and and now I love my Gemini Rising, of course. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: And yeah. I love my Gemini friend more for it.
1: Yeah, when you understand I mean, I the energies.
0: Judgment, but I understand the energy. Yeah. Yeah. because um, they're trying to break down, you know, judgment. And I love that that's what this episode's become about, is like yeah. don't judge because it's so beautiful. And yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, I feel like
1: judge, you know? the energies of this episode are don't judge based on astrology. Also, I if you're gonna it. dabble into following any of the planets of like that are going on right now, look at Mama Moon. Look at, what moon. The moon, look at what the moon's doing. Look <laughs> like at what the moon's doing. Yeah. And also absolutely reach out to an astrologer. Reach out to even just do your own research if you want to get to learn about you as how, you, you know, yourself and how you function and how maybe like the stars are affecting you in your life now. And especially yes. if you're around 29 and you're about to be going yes. into your Saturn's return. That's a great moment.
0: Or like turning 60. And you know what? Yeah. I also have to say that since this episode is being released on the full moon, um, this is a great time to get to know your moon, um, if you don't already know it. Yeah. That's your homework. Go out and find the moon, your moon sign, because that is going to be so helpful to, for you to understand what's ready for you to start to work on emotionally at this time. What needs to be released. So hopefully, we've triggered some, some little sparks of curiosity here.
1: And if you're listening to this in real time, it's the Pisces. Sun, Virgo, Moon. And so it's all about this, like, you know, push and pull energy of serving others and serving myself and putting up boundaries and putting in structure and having routine and letting go of routine. And so if you are someone who understands astrology to a deep enough level that you could look at your own chart, see where Pisces and Virgo are in your chart, because that'll tell you what energies that are going to be played around with this, you know, full moon going on. And yeah, definitely let yourself use astrology as a tool to remove some of the judgment, check out the moon, see what's going on. Check out your moon. See how I feel like every time a person discovers their moon sign, that's the the kicker that helps you really unlock astrology because our I moon agree. is who we feel deep down. And when you mm. feel seen deep down, that's what we all really want, right? <laughs> we
0: want to be seen. Yeah. It's true. Oh my God. Don't hide guys. Just don't do it.
1: Also, I'm just giving a full on warning that I cannot help myself. And I'm totally going to be bringing astrology into future podcast episodes because I just a oh, language yeah, I, I speak. I mean, and yeah, so, we, we, we'll <laughs> get ready.
0: We'll continue to be astrology slash tarot based in many ways. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, yeah, it's just wonderful. And I think that, um, as usual, you know, we love talking to you about all this stuff.
1: Yeah. It's so good. Brings up so many good insights. Well, I feel like. Given the fact that we have opposite rising signs, Mr. Gemini rising and Miss Sagittarius rising over here, we could talk for the rest of our lives. And so so we're going to end it on that and make sure that you guys follow us over uh, at mystic.gossip on Instagram. And if you are listening on whatever platform you're listening on, if you could give a rate review, subscribe notification, that really helps us out. We want to get the word out. We want to spread the magic. We want to spread the light. And you can find mm-hmm. me over at magical.bookclub. You can find Stefan over at tarot for a light. And this has been a great talk.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for listening to another successful episode of Mystic Gossip. Teas run out. For now. (laughs) See you later, guys.
1: See you next time. (laughs)